0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast.
2: Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe.
0: Do you remember the last summer when I prepared to do battle with an army of Persians?
2: Yeah, I totally remember that.
0: Do you remember how much I loved the thrill of the fight, how I longed for victory? Yep, totally remember that, too. Fighting besides such men as Atreyu, Willow, Artemis Fowl, Bruce Wayne, Jake Gyllenhaal of Persia himself.
2: Dude, wait. You fought alongside actors and fictitious characters?
0: Yeah. How else would you fight against the Persian army of 449 BC?
2: You fought in the Greco-Persian wars? Yes, Abe. This is what I've been trying to tell you. I thought you were talking about last summer when you complained to the manager of the Persian restaurant we were at about ordering beef instead of chicken. You compared it to fighting against the Persian
0: army. Abe, why would I be so silly as to make you believe that I was so petty over chicken or beef?
2: So you find in the actual war. Wouldn't that make you like 1,100 years old?
0: Time traveling has its perks, my friend.
2: Nope, nope. Heard enough. I'm going home.
0: Not before I kick it to 88 miles per hour. Woo! Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. <laughs> in- in- introduction. Introduction. Dun- 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 dun-
3: everybody all right? Is everybody all right?
0: We are now recording, and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is. Abe. hello, hello. Out now as a film podcast, Dave and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games,
2: and, and other, other fun fun stuff. stuff.
0: This is episode 140, 140.
2: Getting closer to 200?
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Getting closer to 150 would be a good way to go. But yeah, just, Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: that too. Yeah, yeah. that too.
0: Okay. <laughs> and uh, this week we were talking about 300 Rise of an Empire, the
1: long-awaited question mark sequel to 300. Can I ask that more questiony?
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about 300 to, 300 plus one, um, and uh, joining us to discuss 300 ROAE or re. We we have from Jobo.com, recently back from a vacation at Xerxes' summer home. It's Jimmy O. Hey snake. Perfect.
4: Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I I have the rock along. I knew you guys would miss him.
0: For sure. And yeah as also joining us, we have from StarPulse.com debating the merits of the Phalanx Formation versus Naval Warfare. It's Jason Coleman.
2: Indeed, indeed.
0: Proud
1: to be here, of course, again with Jimmy O. What is it with me and Jimmy? Why are we always on the same podcast? Get uh,
2: that guy out. Get that guy out of here. <laughs>
0: Plot, uh, twist. We, we... you guys
2: are the same person.
0: He barely he barely touches horror anymore. We might as well get another horror guy in here to jump on with you. No, <laughs> uh...
4: oh, what's up with that? That's I never cute. do horror. I do kids films now.
0: Yeah, like the Nut Job. Uh, yes. Anyway, let's uh, let's get to some announcement stuff here, and I want I want to uh, um, let Jason lead this one off because uh, he has a this is a very special thing involving him and Jimmy coming up at the end of the month.
1: Indeed, yes. Okay, so uh, last year, of course, we had, I think we had talked about it here as well, was, was uh, going to be the Lethal Ladies of Horror Film Festival in October. And unfortunately, it got canceled a week before. Not, not my doing. And, uh, and really was disappointed that uh, we didn't get a, sh- a chance to showcase uh, the films that we had wanted to do. So um, went uh, up the street, you know, from the Regency Village and the Bruin to the Crest. Um, it's still on Westwood, just past Wilshire. And the theater was built in 1940. It's got an Art Deco theme inside. It's gorgeous. And uh, they said, hey, you can do anything you want here. So, of course, the first thing we decided to resurrect was Lethal Ladies of Horror. So um, we will be doing it Saturday, March the 29th, uh, starting at 6 p.m. And, uh, of course, my man Jimmy will be uh, hosting. We'll be doing all kinds of giveaways and prizes and all that good stuff and, Ooh, um, what? and uh, so Arrow <laughs> in the Head is presenting along with Flicks for Fans which is uh, uh, you know what we're calling ourselves for uh, all the events we do and stuff but uh, some of the movies are familiar some of them are new the familiar ones of course are now in its 30th anniversary um, uh, Night of the Comet which will be in a 35 uh, millimeter print uh, with of course Kelly Maroney and uh, Catherine Mary Stewart those two lethal ladies will be there Christine the uh, John Carpenter film will be there with uh, one of the remaining two uh cars used in the film the 1958 plymouth fury as well as uh cast to do q a and the new film replacing carrie as as uh um uh we uh we lose carrie and we grab a, a better film a little because we did so well with evil dead last time we thought why not throw a little raimi in there so we've got uh, drag me to hell and uh, the uh, evil gypsy curse woman, Lorna Raver, will be there for Q and A. So it's going to be a it's going to be a hoot. It's going to have the same stuff we did before. Lots of prizes, giveaways, signed stuff that Jimmy is going to assign to different people when they ask Q and As. We're going to have pizza, Elvira sodas. It's going to be a hoot. So um, yeah, you can purchase tickets online it's uh www.crestwestwood.com and you can uh, purchase your tickets online in advance so and this is a much smaller theater it's about 400 seats so you definitely want to get your tickets early because once it once it goes it's gone but uh but jimmy O, what do you think about hosting lethal ladies again
4: (laughs) oh yeah i'm a little uh i'm I'm very excited i I, if you love horror man you have to get to this I'm a huge fan of Night of the Comet. I've been a fan since I was a kid, and, you know, it was on cable. Every night I would watch it when it was on, and I, I, I had it on VHS. I would wear that tape out. I love, love that movie, and it, it's so exciting to uh, have everyone come out and see it. And I, I love the audience out for these things. For Evil Dead, it was amazing, and they were just great, great, fun to be around. And if I do say so myself, uh, it's going to be my birthday. A few Ooh. days before. Ooh. So afterwards, maybe we're going to get together. Maybe we're going to get drunk at a bar. That's that's what I'm thinking. So I'm
0: definitely joining for that. I just want to see Okay. It, yeah.
4: <laughs> yes. 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 Nice. Nice. See, <laughs> yeah. Christine, have a beer.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm definitely yeah. – I'm definitely. Looking for, this is certainly an event for more L.A. and people in that area, residents. Um, okay. so be sure. You know, if you want to go, you should go because uh, I'm gonna be there. Jimmy's gonna be there. Jason's gonna be there. We're all gonna be there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The Evil Dead. Oh wait, wait, wait. Was a lot, of fun. Wait,
4: I'm supposed to up. I'm supposed to show up. Yeah, you got to be there. Oh, you're not, oh. You're not. You're shit, not skyping in.
0: That. You're not skyping <laughs> into the monitor.
4: Oh, I thought I. Uh, Jason, am I gonna have a trailer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. There will hey, be right, on, <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
1: uh, the pre-plotter it... side's coming up, but there will be cool trailers again. Uh, one of the Woo-hoo! things we did with Evil Dead last time was we we played you know a unique, original, interesting trailers. So of course you'll have that too. Before every movie there'll be weird snipes and trailers and food ads and all kinds of great stuff. I
0: hope so there are, tra- you, hope what, there are more modern snipes? trailers, more modern trailers that come with Drag Me to Hell. I'll be I'll be curious if there right,
4: right.
1: <laughs> you'll like like, 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 to... like, like
0: <laughs> frailty or something like that.
4: <laughs> you'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see.
1: Well, the cool thing is also Monster Palooza takes place that weekend. So yes, if you're coming in you know if you're in LA or you're coming. Coming in from out of town, you can go to Monster Palooza on Saturday during the day, and then at night, if you're looking for something fun to do with some, you know, food and drink and whatnot, come at six p.m. and come to our event. So it works out perfect.
0: Great. Yep. And then you get drunk with me. <laughs> There's no reason not to go, it seems. <laughs> All right. So thank you for that, Jason. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I'll, I'll be sure to put a sh- uh, link to that in the show notes as well, so people can, you know, get their tickets now. Ooh. Um. Let's move on to some other announcements here. Um, prizes has been sent out. Um, we had our Americans contest um, for you know winning a copy of the first season of The Americans on DVD. We had two winners, and I have sent out those prizes, so they should, those people should be gotten received them by now, or you know by the time this podcast comes out for sure. Um, what else? Um, iTunes reviews and ratings good to get those helps out the show, helps other people find our show. I noticed because I've had issues with this myself on iTunes, there tends to be Issues in the store, making it just really annoying. Sometimes to kind of access different like podcasts and music and things like that. But there's been some update recently where I have no problem now doing it. So it seems like it'd be easier than ever to give us an iTunes of your rating, which would be very helpful. Um, what else? Okay, here we go. Last week, um, uh, early early the previous week, um, uh, Harold Ramis passed away. I know a lot of people are aware of this. Um, Harold Ramis, of course, being Writer, director, and and star in movies of such movies as Ghostbusters, Stripes, and Groundhog's Day, among others. And um, I I'd like to I'm, I'd like to think that all four of us are big fans of Harold Ramis and what he added to the comedy world. Um, but we you know we over we were mentioning it just because we were so kind of into the Oscar spirit last week that I wanted to take some time to you know uh, you know shed some light on this fact and uh, perhaps uh, ask you guys uh, what your favorite, favorite Harold Ramis uh, involved movies are.
1: Well, you know, for, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, uh, obviously Groundhog Day is a great movie in in terms of his directing and stuff, but, you know, Ghostbusters is so iconic to me because that character was so interesting and odd and just, and out there. And, and you can quote the lines, his lines and you remember them and stuff. And, and I I showed it to my kid and he, that was his favorite character. He remembers the lines that Harold Ramis did. So I, you know, for me that, that, Great comedian, great writer, but you know that character and creating that character is uh, will always be the coolest for Harold Ramos for me.
4: Uh, for me, I think uh, if I remember correctly, actually, I saw Stripes, and I, it was one. It was rated R, so it was a big deal because I was very young when I saw it, mm-hmm. and I, I loved that movie still today. And it, you know, it had Harold, it had uh, Bill Murray, it had PJ Souls. Fresh out of Halloween, and uh, I was a uh, I, I just I was so funny, and he he just yeah, Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day. I mean, the guy's career was amazing. It's just so heartbreaking. SCTV, yeah, man. You know, so yeah. It's
2: it's it, thanks for bringing me down. Is all I'm saying,
0: you brought me down, man. <laughs> Completely meant to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Abe.
2: Definitely love Groundhog Day. It was actually just playing in theaters last month. I want to say or something like that as like a retro film. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, I was a big fan of Ghostbusters growing up too. Um, I was always afraid of, uh, his glasses because I had glasses. So I was like, I guess I'm that guy. And last night, <laughs> I, I remember he had the, uh, that stupid cameo in, in Orange County. I was like, is that Harold Ravis? <laughs> he does drugs in that, in that movie. And he gets really high <laughs> in order to get Colin Hanks to, uh, to Stanford. I was like, yeah, go Harold Ravis.
0: Yeah, um, Ghostbusters always stands out for me as my favorite kind of film involving all of those guys. Really, him and Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. But um, yeah, I'm a huge. I mean, I'm a huge fan of all of a, lot, a good majority of his kind of '80s and uh, early '90s work. All, but uh, during Christmas, I actually uh, rewatched uh, The Ice Harvest, a movie that I really enjoy, um, which was. Not his last directorial. I think yeah, I believe year one was his last directorial feature. But um, Ice Harvest was a it's a it's a good dark comedy that you really liked, that uh kind of really really just kind of stretched out his abilities as a director, like where he could kind of go between the different kind of fantastical comedies versus his more grounded comedies and something like that. So it, I mean, there's a lot of great things that Harold Ramis provided the world of comedy, and it was, yeah, it was a was a shame that it was a that he that he's you know now gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you know exactly <laughs> that's what that's what bill murray said at the oscars about it yes yeah. he did that was a good little aside that he had by the way yeah a... that was great what yeah. the, rock? The, yeah, the rock yeah the uh, rock Murray. <laughs> yeah, no, bill murray. murray during his uh... <laughs> yeah
4: but, well, especially with all the uh, the history behind them and
0: you know even
4: up until his death it was just i mean it didn't seem like they'd ever been
0: the, friend friend, you know yeah. yeah exactly it's the kind of and like this will, i mean for people that aren't aware like um it's the kind of thing where that movie buffs and people that, like, kind of know these things will appreciate just because um, people people in that kind of, that know about this know that, like, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray just kind of stopped getting along, especially during Groundhog Day. There was kind of a big rift between – it's, or at least that's what kind of was publicly noted as, like, there was a, a rift between the two. And the, the fact that Bill Murray went out of his way to kind of shout out a person who, you know, was his friend and, you know, partner for a, a good portion of their – you know, both of their careers, it was nice to – hear that, you know, live in front of a giant audience or... Indeed. Recognizing the man. Yeah. All right, so moving on from Lethal Ladies and Harold Rambus, let's get to the main part of the show here. Let's get into it, guys. Let's uh, start off with a little Know Everybody where each week we ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. Better get to Know, know everybody. everybody. And let's start off Abe this week.
2: All right, so Jimmy.
0: Yes. Who would
2: win in a Sarah Connor fight? Lena Headey or Linda Hamilton? Ah. Uh,
0: well, Linda Hamilton
2: now. Linda Hamilton in? during her Sarah Connor or Sarah, Sarah Connor time. Mm.
0: So during would, during their respective times as Sarah Connor.
2: Yeah, I
4: would actually go with Linda Hamilton because she was really. I think she her, her portrayal was a little tougher, a little bit uh, less emotional. I mean, you know, Lena Headey was tough, but yeah, I would go with uh, I would go with uh, Sarah Connor the original. So you're going with Terminator two, Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, not certainly
0: not Terminator one. She'd
4: be yeah, she'd, 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 she'd be scared. Oh,
0: scared. Yeah. She'd <laughs> I
4: don't
0: know. I don't know. The end of that the end of that movie, you're terminated, mother like that, I mean
4: <laughs> That is <laughs> that
0: point. <laughs> that said, I mean it might be Amelia Clark for the win, apparently now, if we're in Term- the next Terminator movie with her dragons.
4: We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I don't think so though. I think it's always gonna be the original Linda Hamilton. She My, was
0: badass. I agree. T2 Although, baby. I like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I thought that was a good show. Oh, that was a good show, yeah. It, it yeah. really held the tone of T2. Like, that's what it was going for, and it really did a good job of
4: this. Well, she's also an incredible actress. Lena Hetty is an incredible actress. So and it's. She's,
0: I mean, you'll, we'll talk about this movie, but she's not sitting around either in <laughs> 300. No,
4: yeah, no, she ain't. She is not.
0: All right, let's move on. Your turn, Jimmy.
4: Uh, I have to ask one? You know it. I don't want to. Um. Okay, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to go after Abe. Yeah. Um... If you were living in the in in the time of three hundred, which which uh would you rather be a Spartan or would you rather be a Persian?
2: Hmm. Kinda going oh ooh, ooh I would probably die if I was a Spartan warrior. Well that's I, what the, yeah. Not, uh yeah, let's go with Spartan there, primarily because of the uh the whole entire notion of democracy and peace and standing up to an oppressor and whatever else.
0: So, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. What a there nice diplomatic go. answer. Aiden.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in,
1: inside, he's going, yeah, 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 the Persian thing. So all those, all, those the, all the, the ladies and
2: the temptations. Really amazing. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, Aaron. Yeah. Based off your abilities and skills today, what profession do you think that you would have in ancient Greece?
0: Oh, Like a potter or something. A potter? <laughs> yeah. Nice.
2: I like that. You know, people need pots and vases.
0: Yeah, I I or what, you know, if I had like a big tablet in a, like not, a chisel, a, like in yeah, like a big chisel. I, what? Like yeah, like, like like I'd be like a I'd be like David Wenham's character. I'd be like an oral history narrator guy, like kind of rally the, rally the guys and then like sit back that kind of You guy. said you said or I did. I did. And I said that. Jason. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you you, you've been known to read a book or two, right? Right, yes. Uh yeah, is yeah. there a is there a Frank Miller uh gra- graphic novel that you'd love to see come to life? You know,
1: three hundred was it for me, man? That was the one. You know, and and Sin City was great too. So, I, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, all the one the great ones have uh, uh, have been tapped into. So, I'm 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 always looking forward to what he's going to do next. But uh, but for me, it doesn't get any better than his screenplay screenplay on RoboCop two and RoboCop three. What are you talking about?
0: Those are, those are <laughs> amazing amazing movies. Well, <laughs> what what
4: what about the Spirit, man? Shut for, up,
0: uh, Jimmy. The spirit too. <laughs> <laughs> The Spirit's like one of the worst – yeah. I, so I saw The Spirit when I got – I was in Israel uh, back in 2008 when The Spirit came out. And I got back, and The Spirit was the first movie I went and saw, and that was a miserable experience. <laughs> it, it didn't help that I was kind of jet-lagged, but the, the fact that the movies just got awful, that really didn't help. Yeah,
1: me. it was really bad. Okay, so uh, Jimmy, okay, so uh, Frank Miller worked this week. So uh, which, one, which one's the Jimmy O favorite, 300 or Sin City and why?
4: Ooh, that's a good that's a hard one because I I really enjoyed both for different reasons. I I'm, I I might be a little more partial to Sin City just because I I really liked Elijah Wood's psychopath and I really like Mickey Rourke in it. I had fun with those characters, but uh yeah, I, I would say I'd go for Sin City. And 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 boobs. It's lots it, of boobs
0: it's more Carlo Gino, oh my god it's more of a it's more of an acting candy bowl in Sin City than it is in 300 which
4: well, is, it's, it's more know. than just an acting candy bowl it, it's a flesh fleshy you know goodness bowl Jason mm. what is your
2: favorite Eva Green movie
4: I'm,
2: wait, I'm waiting for
1: Jason to say Dark Shadows it, yeah. yeah there you go Dark <laughs>
2: Shadows that. is awesome <laughs>
4: Uh, you mean, like her performance or the movie itself. Oh, uh, uh, let's go for movie itself and then her performance. Kingdom hmm. of Heaven.
1: I mean, Casino Royale definitely. Yeah, Vesper yeah. Vest- Lynn, Yeah, I mean uh, that to me that, that you know that, uh, that that's that's my favorite. So you know, not only for the for her performance but the film and everything else in it. So yeah, so, yeah I would go Vesper. Yeah,
4: Dreamers, Vest- Casino Royale.
1: Okay, Abe, Abe. Yeah. Okay, so, um, now, now you've got, you know, uh, there's, you know, some really good 3D, and I I did see, hear some people saying, you know, some of the best 3D they've seen in this, in this particular outing. So, what's, uh, what's been your favorite film that inha- was enhanced
2: by 3D, and why? Hugo. Boom. That one was amazing. That 3D was not like any 3D I'd seen before, where they're just throwing things at you, like My Bloody Valentine 3D, or whatever else it's, uh. It used the camera work to its advantage and just enhanced my, my experience with it. It was, it was great.
0: And it also it informs the narrative in terms of having one of the earliest filmmakers using special effects being combined with the latest and greatest special effects. Like, it's such a it's a great comment on the use of special effects in cinema. That, that's something I really love about Hugo. Nice. Yes.
2: No other questions for me. I think you have another one, Aaron?
0: I do. And I'll ask this one to the crowd, I guess. Uh, do you guys have a favorite helmet worn by a character in a film
4: huh? helmet
0: mm. thor
4: oh. i like thor no for <laughs> hey, hey
1: for for me for me it's got to be the football helmet that jack Nicholson put on at
4: easy rider man <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what the... the the best helmet is um did you see orgasmo yeah <laughs> that the, the... The, the, the one with the though that was hilarious. Yeah, that the, the helmet on Chowder Boy. Oh, yeah. Yes, Chowder <laughs> Boy. Yes, the that was before. amazing. Ah, <laughs> oh, that All was right. such a movie. I loved Orgasmo.
0: The correct answer, of course, was Boba Fett. Moving on now. Okay. <laughs>
4: I think we went as far away from Boba Fett as possible.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Who's
4: Boba Fett?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on now. Let's get to out now cookies. Tim. Yep. Each we Add out now. We have a main movie of the week, but we also have other movies of the week that we also see. So we have a seven to Add Ad out of cookies. Tim. Yep. Abe, have you seen any other movies this week?
2: No other movies, but I started watching Enlisted. I finished uh, up to the season or episode 7.
0: What have you been watching? Very funny show. What, what, what are you watching? TV show called Enlisted. You gotta, yeah, you gotta announce, enunciate more. I didn't oh, to I, say. I thought
2: that I did. Maybe, maybe it just blocked off on the recording there.
0: Enlisted? But yeah, I've been watching yes. Enlisted. It's fantastic. It's a very funny show. Jimmy, any other movies uh,
2: this week?
4: Well, I, you know, I was trying to see an embargo on this, but I don't see one, so, uh, I'll be slightly vague if if there is one. I don't think there is. So, *Nymphomaniac* Part One.
0: *Nymphomaniac*. This is the Lars von Trier film. Yes, I
4: did, and it's um, it's, it's it's one of those movies. I actually liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I want to see the sequel because I want to see where it continues and why and how. Uh, I thought the performances are mostly really, really good, especially uh, the leads, the Charlotte and uh, Stellan, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Skarsgård, love to say that name. <laughs> um, I, 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 there, it, it, but it's odd. The, the, the two leads have this kind of dynamic. It's like watching a th- uh, play and it's thought of as a you know, way to catch the fish and blah, blah, blah. And they, I mean, I'm not kidding. They're literally talking about fly fishing. And she'll be like being a nymphomaniac in response to his fly fishing thing. Well, that's like being a nymphomaniac. <laughs> she'll be, she'll be like she'll be like well when when I, I was always fascinated with my bajaj and uh, you know something like that. So it, it, it's very odd, but it, uh, it, it was interesting and it was somewhat sometimes really funny, sometimes a little dull, but. You kind of can't take your eyes off it. It's kind of oh. Interesting. I, long, I liked
0: it. How long is the first? Because I know it, it's a. There's not. It's not a sequel so much as it's the first half of one movie.
4: Yes, and, it's the first half of one movie. I saw the first half is two hours and the second half is about two hours as well. Okay. So it's, it, I mean, I, yeah. That's what, That's why I want to see the second one. I'm like, is it? Is it going to be? Dull? I mean, it's a little dull at times. So I I, I don't know if it's a full story, but you know i it was, it was interesting it was kind of fascinating i was definitely intrigued and you do see a lot of stuff stuff flying around that you know
0: there there there's juices do, do you think she'll kill bill in volume 2
4: she she uh, dude her scene was so funny oh my oh my gosh it was freaking hilarious and what <laughs> she does is i, I it, it's so twistedly dark it was so hilarious and i i don't want to give it away but it's, it's it's very funny. It's one of the highlights of the film. Uma Thurman, oh my gosh, that was really good. So okay. there you go. So that's I've been n- saying, oh my gosh. I feel like, <laughs> well, yes, I'm going to get to church after this. Um, Oh my God, sure. No, it was really good. You're making me not swear. That's so freaking hard. <laughs> so freaking hard. <laughs> Speaking of hard, Nick R- Nymph- Nymphomaniac was a decent film.
0: All right. And I know that's available uh, on demand right now, too, so people can watch that at home if they want to or wait till i guess it's limited theatrical release in probably a week or so mission accomplished there you go jason right. have you seen any other uh, movies this week
1: uh, well, the one I'm, um, I've seen, but the one I'm, I'm looking forward to actually to going with with Jimmy to on Monday a couple of days from now is um, uh, the second raid film um, oh. following the Raid Redemption. So I'm really looking forward because the, the original Raid Redemption was on my top ten list. So I'm I'm hoping even even has like half of what the original Raid did. I'm I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. So um, the one thing I did watch this week was I watched um, this uh, Van Damme film. Uh, it's called Enemies C- on DVD and Blu-ray coming out. It's co- it's called Enemies Closer, and what's so funny about it is that literally Van Damme's all over it, but he's almost like the bad guy in the movie and kind of a sidebar, which is kind of funny. Like uh, they're really cashing in on him. But what it actually is is Tom Everett Scott and Orlando Jones playing <laughs> okay. play, Orlando played, Jones playing yeah, guys that hate each other that then have to fight. go against van damme which i actually found kind of like not horrible so i was i I actually liked it for them more than him because van damme's in it and he's all he's all wacko and over like you know how over the top travolta was in broken arrow this is like add some carrot top to it and that's what you got for van damme for this one but i actually yeah the hair and everything the freaky hair the whole bit but uh but yeah i actually liked Everett scott and jones like doing their thing so it it was mildly entertaining so that's what that's what i saw
0: I got to say, um, our friend of the show, Brian White, who owns Why So Blue, he wrote a, He reviewed the Blu-ray for this movie this week, and I had no idea what it was about. But you just describing it just because I didn't read it. But just you just re- describing the movie just then. Yeah. Dynamic duo. That is that thing you do Tom Everett Scott and Sleepy Hollow's Orlando Jones. Like, right. that makes me so excited to see this movie now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Between that and Welcome to the Jungle, which I liked, I, John Jean- claude Van Damme is having having quite the year, it seems.
1: Yeah, he's doing some, I mean, he's at least he's going out there. I'll give him that, man. He's raging. So.
0: Um, I've seen a few things this week. I saw Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which... Yes, uh, you
4: did. Oh, my God. I saw that crap, too.
0: Which got good reviews, <laughs> and I was one of those, because I thought it was quite funny. Um,
4: it got yeah, yeah, it got about seventy-three on Tomatoes, which pretty, I don't get, but oh well, it's pretty strong. Wow, I was yeah. all kids' movies. Holy mackerel! <laughs> I no, know. I don't like all kids' movies it, because it's so convoluted. It, 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 I don't know who it's made for. My 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 kid was bored. The only people who were laughing were thirty-year-old men with. Glasses. Oh, I'm like, really? Well, yeah, it we're all sitting like, in the press hey. screening for the film. <laughs> it was, no, but there, were, there were kids there, and I, I heard kids. Kind of go, yeah. I didn't hardly heard any kids laughing at all. I don't know who that was made for. It's not a terrible movie. Elle is great. He, he's got a great voice, but it's just it's like they add this, this little sappy. It didn't have the kind of spark and the fun, the short. It was just I don't know. It wasn't any fun.
0: I'm not hugely disagreeing with what you have what we what with what you have to say because I don't think it's like amazing, but I yeah, was entertained yeah. and it did what i because I watched the Peabody and German shorts when I was a kid, and yeah me too. i had I haven't watched them in a long time, so like seeing the movie. When you get to the Peabody puns, I completely came, just flooded back memories of my thoughts on the shorts where you have these like puns going wild and they're so like cringeworthy bad that they come back to being good again. And it like made me it made me laugh. And like I thought, I,
4: it's, yeah, it's like fi- I, I and
0: I described it as a fine distraction between the Lego movie and Muppets Most Wanted. That's basically what I regarded it as.
4: Yeah, I wish they had stuck to that instead of adding the like morals and the little girl romance. Thing kids, you know, I, again, I, I agree. I do I think, didn't
0: like it. I, I agree. I can agree again. I do think I'd be curious to see like if they just instead like instead of having an entire plot, they just kind of made like shorts that would like introduce like the next DreamWorks movie. Like that'd be a cool way to do it, I guess. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, for what it is, I was I was more entertained than I expected to be. So that's where I gotta go, that. Fair enough. I um I did see the raid too this week, but I'm gonna oh! I'm gonna save that until uh, we do that on a full episode, I imagine Abe and I will do.
1: Oh, I will wait. say, oh.
0: Jason, you, you, yeah. you'll, you'll be you'll be satisfied with the raid too. for sure. Nice, nice. <laughs> Don't fret. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, and I wa- I rewatched the raid redemption last night. Uh, right. Both of those movies just have things I haven't seen before in action movies, which is yeah. always an impressive feat to accomplish. Nice. Um, but let's see what else I saw. I saw the Grand Budapest Hotel. This is the new Wes Anderson film. Ooh, um, Ooh I've heard. I'm a big uh, Wes Anderson fan. Abe, I believe you are as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and um, yeah, this movie will be spreading wider in the coming weeks. But I was, I actually saw this movie. I saw it a couple weeks ago, and then I saw it again this weekend because it was out in L.A. So I was like, why not? I want to see this again after because I had to do junket stuff blah blah blah. Um, and I was like, I was so in the mood to see it, and it's just, it's just a great Wes Anderson movie once again. Like it,
3: nice. it has
0: this kind of cavalcade of stars, or it's like. There's like there's like 12 different actors in this movie that could all like three of them could each have their own movie, but like the movies a, but the Grand Booty Best Hotel somehow manages to work all of them in, not like overcomplicate things and just make it a a very fun kind of adventure caper drama comedy all in one. It's just it, it's just it's just wonderful. It's just a, a wonderful film with his style and tone and his confidence as a director at this point where he can have his kind of kind of quirks that he's known for as well as having good performances from. Actor, you know his entire cast which mainly revolves around ray fines and the uh young actor tony Revol- Revoleri, who um it's just great just a good movie recommend for sure last two things because i want to say something about this i watched the show alpha house that's on uh amazon uh amazon prime instant watch um, mm. with john goodman and it, what works about it is that i i watched house of Cards season two which is like a very dark drama in terms of like political dramas that are you know as TV shows, and Alpha House is like a comedy that's such like a great chaser to after watching House of Cards season two, where it's just this kind of light satirical look at at Republicans in the White House, which is a, it's a it's a really fun play on on that, It's made me quite happy. And John Goodman's like always amazing. Yeah, he's good. He's great. And um, last thing, um, uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um, that was a show that used to be on Cartoon Network until Disney bought Star Wars, uh, basically canceling that show. But Netflix released the final season, which uh, has just not been seen before, so it's like a Netflix exclusive, and um, it's quite good for anyone that's been watching that's been watching Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which is a show that went from being kind of shaky at the start with its kind of not knowing how to handle the humor versus like being serious, to now it's just dealing with dark elements and has some really interesting stuff going on in terms of Star Wars universe things. So. Recommend that for sure.
4: Was it better than the clone? Wars the movie, animated movie. No, the yeah, movie. The movie's
0: the movie is a, a horrible way to introduce that series. Like as a movie, <laughs> yeah. it's like kind of bad looking and doesn't have much to offer. But as a show, it's like one of the best looking animated shows on television. So it's that's what I've heard. I've yeah. heard. I've heard a lot of people it, say that it works much better on the small screen as opposed to a large screen format. So and in like twenty two minute chunks as opposed to an hour and a half of weird kid humor bouncing off of ideas, but. Yeah. The writing's really good in the Clone Wars though. So. Those are random right quickies. Tim? I had to get through all of those. I had to. They're just it was just too I
1: couldn't
0: <laughs> I couldn't not mention P. Were they
1: quickie never. enough?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had to show his
0: watching week prowess. It's yes, awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a bit it, it's been a really busy week for me actually. So I just, <laughs> I kept like compiling all these thoughts like, ah, I got a lot to talk about. <laughs>
4: well, you're lucky most of the movies I saw this week are under embargo or else we'd be talking even longer. Okay. So, yeah, I've sold more, but I can't talk about them. All right. So, ha. Huh?
0: Tease. 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 The
3: world ain't saving itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, let's move on now. Let's get to our, uh, our uh, trailer talk here week we could discuss some of the newest trailers and uh, what we thought of them when they're coming out and what have you. And one that's completely fitting for this week is Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. This is, of course, the follow-up to Robert, Robert Rodriguez's first Sin City film where he's finally – um similar to 300 the follow up to you know the first 300 film both frank miller novels this and sin city this one is you know nine years after the original and it has largely the same cast with the exception of Brittany murphy and michael Cork duncan who of course passed away within between the times of this film being made and it so i mean yeah pretty much everyone's returned um josh brohl yeah. is in this time as well Mickey Rourke came back, which is awesome because Marv is a great character.
4: Yeah, I agree.
0: Tons of tons of people in this cast. Um, Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller, of course, co-directing once again. And um, so yeah, with all that said, uh, Jason, what do you think of the trailer for Sin City? Uh,
1: I'm a huge the, the first Sin City again five star for me. I love the first Sin City. So so anything you know, I, I've been waiting a long time for these guys to get off their rear and do this. But it, it, it I saw the trailer. It looks I mean it's, a, it's only it's only a teaser, but it looks great. You got I mean even more great actors. You know you got Joseph Gordon Levitt in there. He looks great, and and of course you know Mickey Rourke is back, and the, the style is amazing. And I I can't wait to see the damn thing, man. I'm I'm a huge huge sin
4: city fan so
0: jimmy any brief thoughts
4: um yes <laughs> i didn't I, I i have a confession I, I actually haven't seen the trailer yet so um i'm sure it's great okay <laughs> that's all oh and hey
1: i'll add something for him and i oh wait 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 oh go hey ahead guys, time to put
4: cobra down there you go that,
1: <laughs> I, uh, that's what i think i i read that you know that that and i'm actually glad about that that the um, uh, the Jessica Alba character has now kind of transformed. So in the first movie, she was this innocent kind of person. And now she's this like vengeful bitch. And so like, I, I'm, I can't wait to see this thing, man.
2: She's hey. turned into Oren E. Yeah,
1: out of, yeah, exactly. Revenge. Yeah. Oh, 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 I love
2: that. Big fan of the first one. I thought that they did amazing things. Um, there was some stuff in there I'd never seen before. And in this one, I, it kind of looks more of the same, but I'm excited because uh, I, I remember back in the day when they were announcing subsequent releases, we're like, oh, it's coming out in three years. No, it's coming out in five years. Now it's like nine years later or something like that. Um, so I'm excited to see where it's going. Uh, I hope that it brings along some pretty cool storylines as well. And J uh, gy- hips from Jessica Alba in the trailer. So there you go. gyrating yeah. hips, indeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love the first Sin City. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the novels, and I was a huge fan of what Rob Rodriguez was able to bring to the screen very, very literally and faithfully in a way that just works, as, as opposed to being – it's obviously kind of a slave to the material, but that's because Frank Miller is literally co-directing the film with him. And so it was just yeah. such an impressive feat to accomplish. Um, and yeah, Sin City, A Dame to Kill for, the sequel that felt like Arrested Development where they talk about it every year and then it never actually happens. It's finally, you know, coming. And I finally, you know, seen footage of it. So, like, I'm very <laughs> excited by that fact. I can say that the the, tra- the footage we saw itself, it looks very clean, which is something I noticed. Uh, and I don't know if that's a bad or good or bad thing yet, but it seems like R- Rodriguez has gotten so comfortable with the digital photography that it doesn't quite seem to have the grit that yet. And I, I, I hope it does. And, I again, I'm just judging a minute of footage versus, like, an entire movie, but... That was the one thing that kind of set me off. It just looked almost too clean for a movie called Sin City where I know what's going to be involved in it. But that said, this cast is amazing. The, um, the story they chose A Dame to Kill For, that's a really good one. I really – that's the second book in the series, and I, I really enjoy that one. And they've, they've also chosen one of the short stories from one of the books, and they have two new stories that Frank Miller wrote. So, like, the, all of this is like, yes, all right, I'm, I'm seeing new works from the same world and, like, and like stories I, I know and love already. That's great. And if all of this leads to, eventually, The Hell and Back becoming a movie starring Johnny Depp at one time was rumored, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. That's so. But, uh, yeah, Sin City, A Dame to Kill for arrives in theaters August 22nd this summer. Uh, let's move on now. Let's get to the next trailer. This is for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the well-known comic book series that features a raccoon, <laughs> a tree, and Andy from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> um, but seriously, yeah, this is one of the more obscure properties that Marvel has chosen to make into a feature film. But they've done it, and they've recruited Slithers James Gunn, family-friendly, wholesome director James Gunn, to make a new blockbuster for <laughs> audiences everywhere. Um, but yeah, huge cast, once again, though. Chris Pratt, Zoe Zodada, Benicio Del Toro, uh, Glenn Close, I think, is in this cast. Vin Diesel, uh, of course. John rest. C. Riley. John C. Reilly, Bradley Cooper, yep. Peter Peter, Serafinowicz. Um, that's a fun name to say. All, all of that and more. Let's go Jimmy O. What did you think of the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy? You know, when I
4: first saw that little snippet at the end of Thor 2, uh, I kind of – I had I was like a little nervous, to be honest. I was like – I don't know. I, I I was kind of looking forward to it. Then I was, I was like, okay, this is going to be bad. But you know what? I'm kind of sold on the trailer. It's fun. I like the humor. I like I – like That whole, I'm kind of excited. I like when Marvel plays with the humor. I like that how they kind of go against the DC universe. I like the DC DC seriousness too, but I like that kind of fun, quirky charm they add. This this trailer looks like it has a lot of that. Um, Hopefully, it's not too much of that. That's my fear. Jason.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I didn't really I'm one of those weird, obscure people who doesn't really know, didn't really know anything about this particular property before uh, watching that trailer. Um, I mean, I heard about it, but I, I didn't know the book or anything like that. So um, it it definitely was interesting to me. You know, it it reminded me a little bit of tone of maybe like Mystery Men, you know, where it has the superhero aspect, but a little bit of humor, maybe not as goofy as that movie, but. Um, I think, you know, it could go either way, you know, because you've got, you do have some great cast there. I love that they made the voices, you know, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. I thought that was clever. Um, I just read that. I mean, they don't show it in the trailer or anything. Um, but, uh, James Gunn, you know, it could be, it could go either way. You know, it could go the way of Slither and be fun. Could, could maybe, maybe the humor might overshadow the superhero thing. So I I would definitely, I would definitely go see it. But I'm holding a reservation because it 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 could go either way. So, uh, but there's a lot of hype on this movie. So that you know that I had seen before. Um, so I'm curious to see what
2: uh, what uh, what all the big hubbub's about. So, Abe, yeah, I'm also very curious to see this. And one of the things that I'm uh, one of the things that you point out is that it's uh, obscure, and I think that they kind of point to that fact right in the opening sequence when Chris Pratt is going to go steal something in Anna Jones style, and then. Uh, the guard is just like, "Who are you?" He's like, Giant, Jaimon Hansu. Yes, yeah, Gladiator <laughs> yeah. Jaimon Hansu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, "Who are you?" He's like, "It's me, Star Lord," or whatever. He's like, "Who?" It's like, "Man." Um, so it kind of makes a uh, light of that, and I think it's sarcastic yeah. and funny enough. And I think they did a really uh, smart thing, it was in which they casted people that you know and that you probably like, uh, in roles where you don't know, and so it kind of drives an audience toward, um a movie and a property that is pretty obscure and kind of brings it into the forefront. The other thing I would say is that Marvel studios has not been messing up lately and
0: I have no reason to believe that they will mess up. So there you go. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this trailer. I, um, besides bringing hooked on a feeling back into the populace i mean it just does a great job <laughs> oh, of um, of setting man. up exactly what kind of tone this movie needs to have like it's light on it's light on plot for obvious reasons because it's just you know, basically a teaser but it um it just has a lot of fun showing off like what you're going to ex- what, what to ex- what to expect and anticipate from this film and um a lot of what i ta- a lot of kind of what i thought in regards to like what it's going for it kind of felt like a the vibe of a, a Kurt Russell John Carpenter movie actually, I kind of oh, got it. that like a like a, yeah, big, like, a did, big, like a big trouble little china, which I'm surprised Jason didn't really tap into. I, I thought there was a little John Carpenter touch in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I can see that absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: but um, I think Chris Pratt is just a great talent who's been obviously up and coming in terms of getting higher profile roles in recent years, and I just I love him in everything it seems. So like I, I can't wait to see him kind of headline this movie that also features Bradley Cooper as a talking raccoon.
1: Yeah. Um, and 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 Vin Diesel is a big whatever. The, the yeah. The the project. the Iron Tree.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy looks like a lot of fun. I'm a James Gunn fan too. I love Slither. I love Super. His script for Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead remake is fantastic. Like I I I I mean obviously his trauma work as well. Like I, I'm a I'm a big fan of James Gunn's prior cinematic um, exploits. So we'll see how this goes for sure. I like risky moves from Marvel for sure. That's uh probably the riskiest movie they made since like the first iron man movie if anything but uh mm. well all well, that said uh A guardians of the galaxy hits august 1st this summer Uga chaka all right so <laughs> moving on let's uh let's get to our main film review for 300 rise of an empire only
3: the gods can defeat the greeks you Today we will dance across the backs of dead Greeks. She has sold herself to death himself. She's going to bring all of her with her. and the brave are dead. Have I not given enough for your dream of a united Greece, Themistocles, a king, a husband?
0: All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for 300 Rise of an Empire. Uh Zack Snyder delivered 300 his second film at the time back in 2007. That film showed audiences a visually pleasing world that was unique unto itself and made a ton of money. It is now seven years later, Snyder has made four movies since, and 300 has now come up with its first sequel. The film is actually less a sequel and more a parallel story as it largely takes place at the same time as the first film, but it focuses on the naval warfare occurring between the Greeks and the Persians, while Leonidas and his men fight Xerxes in Thermopylae. This time around, we follow Themistocles, the Greek leader who fights against Artemisia, the ruthless, insane Persian naval commander, Jimmy O., what are your thoughts on the first 300, and did you enjoy this sequel? You know, I really
4: enjoyed the first 300. I liked it a lot. I was surprised by it. I didn't expect anything from it. Uh, so going in, honestly, when I first heard about the sequel, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. And it seemed like it was going to kind of fizzle and blah, blah, blah. I didn't expect much. Uh, and then I saw it. I saw the sequel, and I don't know if it's a better film than the first one. But you know what? I had more fun with this film. And and it's all, it, this is Eva Green's show, period. She is phenomenal in this thing. She's a,
0: the, one of the best female baddies I've seen in ages. It was amazing. Um, now, Jason, I know you did not get a chance to see the film, before. Right,
1: but I will say about, you know, the, about the, I'll say a couple of things. First of all, the first film, you know what's funny? Like, we're talking about a lot of movies that I really love this week. So I would say, again, the first 300 is like a five-star film to me. It's weird because you'd think everything was a five-star film to me. But if you ask Jimmy, he usually says, I don't like anything. So. But the yeah, he Yeah. I don't like anything. Right, but the first 300, five-star. I love that movie. You know, it's really the style, the acting, everything. It's brutal. It's bloody. It's a graphic novel come to life. So I'm a huge fan of the first 300. Um, the second one, I was. I'm with Jimmy, where I'm. I'm a. I'm a little. I was a little apprehensive because it looks. It looks like we're just cashing in and we're not maybe doing something that's necessarily as groundbreaking. But I did have a friend who saw it. He is a total naysayer, and he said. He liked this better than the than the first film, and he also said specifically that the uh, that the 3D was fantastic on this one. So I'm, oh,
0: yeah.
1: I'm I'm very much looking forward
0: to seeing it. Abe, your thoughts?
2: Uh, on the original 300, I liked it enough. I I don't remember myself being overly excited and enthused about it, but uh, I did enjoy it, and I kind of had the same feelings going in, which was. I wonder why they're doing this. I don't really remember anyone asking for it. I don't know if 300 did spectacularly that well uh, for it to to register and say we need to make something else, a sequel. It did. It was a a
0: fairly cheap movie, and it made a ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. I believe you. Um,
2: But one of the things that I found very interesting about this one is just that it's not a sequel. Like what you had said, Aaron, it runs parallel to the same time. Mm That 300 is going on, and I, saw, and I thought that was very clever. It's very well done, um, and I actually really did enjoy this movie. I thought that it was, for what it is, it's very enjoyable. It's kind of a popcorn flick. Um, kind of gets you amped up to go to the gym afterward too. Uh, not because of the guys, but just because of like all of the uh, the glorious bloodlust and whatever else. Um, yeah. In terms sure, of yeah, in terms sure, of all sure, of that all action though. <laughs> in terms of all the action, the action did kind of bug me just in terms of all the the c g blood uh it's not a huge distraction, but it's it's pretty it's pretty apparent that they're making it splash on the screen. I didn't see it in 3 d um, one thing I also liked about it is that it's poetic and it's uh in having Lena Hetty kind of um narrate some of the stuff and I especially liked uh, kind of the end sequence when she uh, starts narrating about like the soft wind blowing through someone's hair and I was like oh this is this is
0: well done guys um it's a good book because eh, it, it kind of begins and ends on that with,
2: on in the of, uh, in
0: terms of her voice the kind of voiceover work she's providing right so,
2: yeah yeah and so she does a good job in it and yeah if you did not think that lena hetty was like enough of a cool actress i think this movie kind of solidifies that she is one of like the coolest actresses in relation to uh being on par with action films and whatever else. She was in Dread, she was in she's on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, was, and, I was
1: gonna say Mama in yeah, Dread,
2: yeah, and, oh Yeah. She's great. Yeah, she's she's great. crazy in like a lot of her roles and Eva Green plays an amazing villainess yeah. uh, in yes. this film and I enjoyed that a lot because she kind of just went with it.
3: Do you gentlemen find my command unreasonable? Is it too much to ask for victory? For though I stand among ten thousand I am alone. I long for a soul who would stand by my side. I could trust. Tell me, General Kashani, are you that man? You will taste your victory by the day's end. I will make certain of it. I hope so.
2: Uh, she didn't kind of say like I'm Eva Green. I kind of have done other properties and other works. No, she just really went crazy in this role, and I appreciated that a lot. So it really added a lot to the character uh, development of her and the what's the guy's name? Domesticles. Domesticles. Yeah, I liked yeah. his I liked his character too because they show different sides of him being a, a politician and then
0: also being a, a general. So yeah, it was a fun, enjoyable movie. I am. Um, I'm a. I'm a big fan of 300. I've said before on this podcast. I think it's still Zack Snyder's best film. I think my favorite's probably Dawn of the Dead, but I think it's still his his best film in terms of what he wanted to do and how he was able to accomplish it. As opposed to some of the others where they have ambition but maybe not the best success. Man of Steel. Um, but agreed. The um <laughs> this um this sequel to 300. Yeah, it was another thing where I agree with you guys, like, why, what could we do in this from a kind of, I mean, it, it was based on a, a kind of a one-off comic book by Frank Miller, and while the there's a history involved in you know, the actual things that happened that has intriguing ideas, I didn't know what a film could deliver. And something that I've always enjoyed about the actual history of the story is the Themistocles character, because he has some crazy adventures of his own that occurred in Greek history involving these kind of Persian wars against the Greek And I thought, knowing that that was going to be the lead character going in, I was like, oh, that could be an interesting way to go. And this movie really delivered on that. Um, I think the story, what I enjoy about the film from a story perspective is that it it, it delivers on more complexity than the first 300, which is very straightforward, um, which is not a bad thing. It's just that's the style of that movie. This movie has a different dynamic that makes it work for the better. It doesn't make it feel like just a repeat of the first film because it has a whole new aspect involving naval combat which you don't really see that often in film um right no. or at least to it you know a very effective extent. So we'll get to a question later on actually in our uh, feedback where we talk about this but um it adding that aspect as opposed to just having you know more fights with guys with swords and shields on the ground like it delivers a whole new aspect that i w- thought was really well realized on the screen like it The action looks great here. The movie visually is just fantastic. It doesn't feel like a cheap knockoff, which it isn't because it actually cost more than the first film. But um, it's just – it really delivers on giving you another side of the same war as as opposed to being you a direct follow-up. So it has that kind of – the little interlockings that connect this film with the first film while also being more complicated. It has a great villain, and Ava Green is just absolutely – freaking fantastic in this movie she's just going for it and it's it's great to see that kind of performance delivered on screen um and you even you know you it's not even like she's just a crazy person you get a great backstory on her and why she's the way she is and why she how she kind of how she's more of the leader in charge than xerxes is in ways and things like that
4: oh she absolutely she 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 made that character likable yeah i kind of i was rooting for her half the time
0: yeah (laughs) And um, at the same time, um, was his name Stephen Stapleton as uh, as Themistocles? He's obviously not as kind of rallying as Leonidas is because he's not a Spartan. He's not. That's not who he is. That's not what that right. character needs. But I liked his. You know, he he's a tactician, and it's neat to see kind of that side come out of Abe, as you said, as the the politician in him and in the warrior. As and you see kind of more complexities in him and the Artemisia, Ava Green's character, which are just you know awesome to see happen. And yeah, the movie just looks amazing. Like the production design's fantastic. The blending of CGs and uh, the practical effects, the choreography of certain scenes, There's a lot of great, like long tracking shots of action taking place. There's a lot of times where, yeah, um, what's his name? The director, Noam Moro, his second film, like he kind of outdoes Snyder in a lot of instances. And it's. I had thought about that too. It's wow. uh, It's That's just really. Now. If I had any complaints, it's that the dialogue is very perfunctory in a lot of places it's not like a movie that needs to get praised for its scripting in terms of people talking to each other no but yeah it doesn't need to be i mean that's not what those made for exactly yeah and like so yeah I, i agree with you and um yeah to that extent like yeah the movie works i don't know if it's necessarily on par just because it's it's not showing us something that's completely new i guess given that that aesthetic's been obviously was in 300 and it's been used since then in shows like Spartacus, which I love and like other similar kind of media. But at the same time, it certainly isn't, you know, a throwaway film. It's a, it's a very, very strong action follow up to the first 300.
2: I'm
1: getting excited, man. <laughs> uh,
2: certainly uh, you described wow. the, the backstory of Eve Green's character. And I, I really like how they, again, they went into that and they kind of showed you that this is the, these are her motives. This is what she's all about. And instead of just saying, yeah, she's a, she was a, a Greek and now she's on the Persian side. It's like, no, she was basically blah,
0: she, blah, 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 Yeah, and,
2: uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Then this is the way that she, this is why she has such hatred toward the Greeks. And, uh, you know, someone was kind enough to take her in and that person just happened to be a, a Persian. And now she fights for the Persians. And um, one of the things that you had mentioned too is that uh, th- domestically is he's, he kind of brought something up that I didn't see in the first 300, which is the arrogance of the of the Spartans. Uh, and yeah,
0: they, they the, almost have like a there's almost an in joke that this movie recognizes how kind of over the top and silly that movie is in terms of propagandizing Spartans.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and and it's just like, hey, look, these guys are like they're kind of meatheads and you know they're not going to join us. But at the same time, I know what they're doing. I understand it. And if they fall, they fall, and I'll use it to everyone's advantage. Um, and it kind of worked out that way. So it, it was just interesting. I, and I went back and watched clips of 300 yesterday, and I was like, yeah, they kind of are, like, uh, pompous and, and very uh, very quick to, to fight and very, uh, like, high-blooded, high, uh, whatever else. Hot-blooded, I should say. So, oh, yes, born and bred to fight. So.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yes. What's your profession? Uh, they, they they throw out the babies that are not good that's enough. Right. to Be Spartan. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. They only give spawn to Spartans. Except oh. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, guy, kind of, they they kind of did, but he still survived. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. What I what I like like a lot of this cast, like besides Gerard Butler and Michael Fassbender, you know the the two biggest stars in the first three hundred. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, seven years ago, we all knew who he was, right? Um, the, this um. This movie has pretty much everybody back, even from, like, the messenger who gets killed in the first movie, He's who was plays Doctori in the Spartacus series, to, like, Altis, wow. um, the, the uh, kind of disabled character, the, you know, the the, the, the... the What is it called? The, the Hunchback. The Hunchback, thank you. Mm, yeah. To say mongoloid, it's like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, but kind of. Um, like, everybody... And, of course, David Wenham and Lena Headey, like, and Xerxes, of course, they, they all, like, come back, and it, it's a nice way to... Nice. It's a nice way that it fits as like an a side movie to this movie since it yeah it's not like a a full-on sequel it's more of a this also happened and there's oh, yeah. characters that connect to both like, 3d is great too by the way in this movie is like, it? I, it's, yeah. I, it's rare that I'm like yeah 3d but this movie really delivers on like making something happen in every scene yeah, although I it totally, does feel it does yeah. feel like it's very hard to breathe in that time given that there's ashes and embers in every scene in the movie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I it, it,
1: specifically wanted to see it in 2D, but after I heard, after somebody told me that 3 ds really, you know, made the movie,
4: I was like, I'm definitely going to go see it in 3D, so. And you can't beat that sex scene. I don't, that does It's a, yeah. hilariously awesome sex scenes I've nice. ever seen. That
0: was hilarious. In a good way. It was fun. It, yeah, it, uh <laughs> it finds a way to work itself and obviously it's. I guess gratuitous would be the word, but not in this kind of movie, yeah, it it fits. <laughs> it fits for what it's yes. trying to accomplish. Absolutely, it was good fun. soundtrack too. Really thumping soundtrack by Junkie XL. I didn't yeah, get yeah. no soundtrack in this one. It was... Oh, it's good. It, okay.
4: I like the, I like the soundtrack actually. This time, I, I like the score here better than the original three hundred. to be honest.
0: The first I felt so a... more. This one had a little. First one had a bit more of a. I guess like kind of a Middle Eastern tinge to it. This one. Yeah. This one's more straight up, kind of like war action, modern, not modern day, but like um, modernized kind of themes.
2: The thing I really liked about this film is that it feels longer than it is, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, because it's only like an hour and forty some odd minutes, um, and it feels like a much more complete story. Like it feels like a two hour film, but because there's, can...
0: there's more going on in it like it's it's not yeah. just like oh there's different this... angles too yeah exactly yeah you're, yeah that's one thing for sure you're seeing multiple sides of this kind of battle that's going on and there's multiple you know battles happening yeah but it's not just like oh this guy threatened us let's go find him. let's stick here and see how this works out like it's there's a lot more going on and yeah, it's, it's over the course of many more days there's and every action scene feels pretty different from the from the previous ones like there's between the settings, between the time of day they occur, and between the type of warfare that's going on, like there's a lot, a lot of dy- a lot of new dynamics that are introduced into this film. All right, well, I mean, I guess, it seems like we all enjoy three hundred quite a bit. There's not <laughs> yeah. much else to talk about here at this point. But uh, yeah, Jason, definitely, you know, go race out and see that one. Oh, I, especially
4: yeah. from your reviews, I, I can't wait to see the thing. It looks like uh, oh, sounds that, sounds good, man. There's one more thing. I think uh, The Rock had something to say about it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean um, like yeah those those Persian uniforms they do look like Cobra Commander's <laughs> uniforms so they
0: Yeah, go. they do. And a lot of them did go commando so that's you know that was a little weird in the yeah. 3D but um yeah.
3: Anyway.
0: Anyway, let's get to our rating for the film. Each week we rate movies based on when you should go and see them and we have a, uh, a rating scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV you just kind of forget about it. On that scale, Jimmy, where would you put 300 Rise of an Empire?
4: Well, wow, I think I'm between Somewhere between IMAX and theater,
2: Ready? somewhere between there, yeah, yeah. Abe? I say theater. I think it's definitely worth the uh, worth some time to go check it out.
0: Yeah, I I would say theater as well. Like it's 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 worth that amount of money and in, I like it. It always pains me to say in 3D, but this movie I think deserves that 3D like treatment. Like it it is a universe fitting of that format, and it actually delivered on it. So could I could I say like bargain
4: matinee IMAX
0: with. Yeah, bars, oh, bargain man, man. that name. Yeah, you that sure? what do. You've used your, you've used your AMC points or your Regal points, so you have like a like a yes. free, like half off ticket or something like that. Re- yeah. That, yes, yeah. that's what because
4: that, the 3D is amazing.
0: So you're it's only paying, paying like twelve, just... twelve fifty for the IMAX show and Go for As it. As opposed
4: to twenty five hundred for the you yeah. know evening show. What's the matter with us?
0: <laughs> All right. There's. There's going to be an alteration to the rating scale when we get to a, a, our 150th episode, so it'll be a lot easier, but we'll, we'll go. <laughs> um, let's do a little movie callback.
2: Callback, callback, callback.
0: This is where call we back. announce uh, some movies that we might have thought of during or after the feature that, uh, you know, obviously came to mind. Uh, Abe, any other movie callbacks?
2: Battleship. Why? This is a better naval movie than Battleship, and I thought about that when you're <laughs> when, when doing – I, I honestly did. I was like, wow. Like, this is much better, even though it's all CG, like, whatever else. Like, it was much better. Um, Obviously, 300 as well. And um, there was, like, a crazy woman story, like, a crazy woman movie that I thought of, but I can't remember right now. uh, That reminded me a lot of, like... No. (laughs) No. That reminded me of, like, uh, Eva Green's evil character in this one.
0: Like an action movie or, like, a drama? It was an
2: action movie and kind of, like, dramatic as well.
0: I don't know. I'll, I'll Just shout I don't know. it out. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jimmy. Any other?
4: uh well, you know, if if we're gonna go back, I'll have to say uh, Eva Green's The Dreamers because we um we see her, a lot of her in that one. <laughs> Indeed, we do. That's Eva Green. Yeah, we see a lot. And I like that movie actually a lot. Uh for movies, you know what? I I'm kind of gonna go back. It it's similarly it's kind of bloody and, and kind of dirty is uh julie tamer's titus right, yeah, that's a good and, oh yeah call i love that movie and i nice. yeah i would go back to that one that's a good one that's a
0: that's nice. a very good call i did not think of that but yeah i, I completely add that to mine that's great. Uh, but yeah 300 obviously ben-hur came to buy just because you can't think i can't think of any like good like ancient history naval battle movies and ben-hur's not that yeah. necessarily but it has a scene in there that ben-hur has everything by the way i was thinking about ben-hur when i thought of that i was like Geez, Bender has a lot of stuff in it, but it is four hours. Yeah, so that makes sense, I guess. Um, is obviously, Lord of the Rings in terms of kind of the action, like from a oh, large yeah. scale, and then Master Commander, Far Side of the World, oh, also known as one of the best movies of the two thousands because it's amazing. Um, <laughs> hey, hey,
1: but, but hey, yeah. you have to give a shout out to the to the to the battleship pegs, man. At least he got the pegs in there.
0: <laughs> that was the best scene in that. The best scene in that movie is when they played Battleship. I know. We
2: can't find them, but let's look at this monitor and throw bombs over that way. Maybe we'll see, like, their shields show up.
3: Oh, my God. I remember
0: Jimmy's face when we got out of Battleship. He was so, like, God, that was loud. (laughs) Yeah. I still have
4: a headache from that movie. I really hated that film with passion. Oh, my
0: God. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to our Audible plug here. Each week, uh, out, out Now is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at www. out com podcast. There are over a hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any kind of MP3 device. And for you, the listeners of Out Now, Theron and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download. You can get a free thirty-day trial along with that, which gives you the opportunity to check out their service. I have a book to recommend. Fitting of this week, it is called Gates of Fire, an epic novel of the Battle of Thermopylae by Stephen Pressfield and it's narrated by Derek Jacoby um, it's a oh. here's the special description here is a mesmerizing depiction of one man's indoctrination into the Spartan way of life and death and of the legendary men and women who gave the culture an immo- immortal gravity culminating in the electrifying and horrifying epic battle of Thermopylae gates of fire weaves history mystery and heartbreaking romance into a literary tale that brings the Homeric tradition into the 21st century that sounds pretty epic actually yeah. I kind of want to check that out nice. um but you can download that book for free or any other book you find at audibletrial.com. And you get to check out their service. If you don't like it, you can get rid of it. But you get to keep that download anyway. Everybody wins.
2: Everybody. Very cool. All
0: right. So let's move on now. Let's get to a little OutNow feedback. Feedback. Thank you for that. This is, of course, where we go over the various responses that we got from our listeners over at the Facebook page, facebook.com. slash outnowpodcasts. I'm very happy to get all responses, as always, and here we go. So we asked of question of your favorite female villain. Rebecca writes, Regina
2: George from Mean Girls. Yes, that's pretty good. Uh, Miranda Presley from The Devil Wears Prada. And is Selina Kyle slash Catwoman considered a villain or an antihero? And to that, we said yes at times. <laughs> Ruben writes, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. So there you go. There you go. They answer your own question there. Uh, Kyle writes, Mary Tyler Moore in Ordinary People. Uh, wow!
1: That, wow, that's an obscure reference. That's awesome. <laughs> the only problem is, is Ordinary People is a great movie. You watch it once, but I'm, has anybody ever actually gone back and rewatched Ordinary People, even though it won the Oscar? I, don't I don't know. Know. Yes, I've seen, I, I've, really? seen, I've seen it. Really? I've seen it twice.
0: Yes, yes, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: See, that's one of those ones where you're like, you watch it once, that's it. You're done. You're never going to watch it. Once. No, well, it's all you're, all you're telling me it's *The chari- to
0: Fire* is like better than *Raiders*. So. <laughs> you're right. <Okay. laughs> you watch it all the time. Or Charities of fire. <laughs> Remember God how that influence film?
2: of fire. Sorry, go Uh Joe writes, Glenn Close, Bunny Boiler. <laughs> <laughs> April writes, Angelica Houston in Ever After. It may my blood pressure actually rise. Uh, Scott writes, Barbara uh, Stanwyck in Double Indemnity. Great choice. Oh, yeah, good choice. Robert writes, Best Female has uh, has to be either Kathy Bates in Misery or Helena Bottom Carter in Harry Potter for me personally. Nice. Uh,
1: uh, Now now you're trading on lethal ladies, so let me let me throw a couple of uh, a couple of lethal ladies in there for you. I would go Ellen Page for Hard Candy. I think was great. Nice. Cecile De France for High Tension. Um, What was the other one? Um, There's a couple. What what were we looking at, Jimmy? There was a couple of different different people, different performances. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There was a Cecile De France, Ellen Page. Um. Oh, the um. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the girl who was in the Lucky Ones. She's. Uh, I think oh, she's. She's on the series. She Hell on, yeah, she's on the series Hell on Wheels. She was great in that.
2: Oh, uh, she was terrific. The I'm crazy Japanese yeah, yeah. girl in audition.
0: Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Sure, would be good. That's... By the way, if you put High Tension on the Lethal Ladies list, I probably wouldn't go because I hate I... that movie so much.
1: But... <laughs> even, even if Cecile, see that you know what's funny? I tried to get a High Tension, but Cecile, de, I talked to Cecile de France's people, and they said that she number one, she's in France, so she's not coming back here for you know whatever. And they said number two, she doesn't really want to. I think she doesn't want to
4: associate with that movie because she's oh. doing
1: her dramatic fair. Yeah,
4: so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Although I, I, Tension th- is a High Tension is a great movie. You're completely wrong.
0: <laughs> I, I hate the twist so much in that movie
4: but but you know what people always tell me that and I'm like well in the beginning spoiler alert for anyone who's ever seen it you're watching a movie told by a psychopath Je- Jeffrey Dahmer isn't going well I did this and I did that he's not telling the truth they're twisting the tail that's all that is I get that that's but what... I
0: was already disliking the movie leading up to that and that did not help me
2: how are you dude? Yeah. yeah,
0: you're you're talking. Might about, have to but that's really
2: okay though. The end with you, this group here, Aaron. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, William writes *Misery*. Uh, Adam writes Glenn Close and *Fatal Attraction*. I want to say Steve. Steve, haven't heard from this guy before, but hey, welcome. Uh, Steve writes. She might be classified as an antihero, but some people um, call Catwoman to be a villain, so she's definitely one of them. Uh, Phil writes *Harley Quinn*. Philip writes Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, mm-hmm. Jason writes Poison Ivy as the overacting and overchewing the scene in Batman and Robin. And when I saw that, I thought, this is a, in no way a real thing. And Donnie Salvo writes
1: Betty White. <laughs>
2: Oh
0: wow! Oh,
1: for sh- like Lake Placid—is that what we're talking about? Like, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why why'd <don't> you put <laughs>
0: that on the list? Betty, what, <laughs> lethal ladies, Blake Placid.
1: <laughs> that's you know I never thought of that. That was a good idea. Hey, I was gonna say you want to go really obscure. Uh, I, a
0: movie called The Woman.
1: Um, oh, Pollyanna Anna McIntosh plays this kind of feral woman who gets taken in by this this uh, this this domesticated family, and they try to domesticate her. And it, man, it's, I mean, the movie is so hard to take, but she is so brutal and brilliant and just, oh, it just disturbed me to death. So oh. it, it, I, that would have, that might have been on my thing if I was, but as a last resort, because it's such a hard movie to get through. Or so. even
0: uh, Lucky McKee's first movie, um yeah, May. May. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait,
4: wait, wait.
1: And Angela wait,
0: Bettis,
4: we're for- yeah. We're forgetting about Nurse 3D. Yeah, <laughs> she's not only bad. I mean, it's 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 one of those so bad performances. It's it's brilliant. She should get an Oscar for how badly good that is. Doesn't oh my Paz, god. Paz de la Vega. Yeah.
0: yeah Paz, Paz, Paz de la Huerta.
4: Huerta. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Who who I feel like, she, she I, like I know
0: I feel like I know her body better than my own body. She's naked so much. <laughs> in movies. She she refuses to wear pants. You know what's weird in
4: Nurse 3D though? She always wears a bra. She never wears pants. Oh, okay. So well. you see everything below the waist, but you don't. Wow. You never. You hardly see her breasts, but it's like, yeah, she's allergic to
0: clothes. <laughs> it seems that wow. given everything, she's in, Enter the Void, Boardwalk Empire, yeah. uh, the what's that? The Jim Jarmusch film. Um, God, that's gonna kill me. I don't care enough. Um, anyway, yeah. On. let's get to the next question. Oh. Completely, completely similar to our discussion. What's an animated movie that you think does not get as much love as it deserves? Uh, Maxwell puts *Meet the Robinsons* and *Iron Giant*. <laughs> Mike, oh, *Iron Giant*. I agree with. Yeah, that's a great movie. Mike Jones has *Free Birds*. Um uh, Scott, Scott Ooh. has. <laughs> well, Scott has well. It's claymation, but *Wallace and Gromit* are fantastic films. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus. Friend of the show, Mark Robins- Marcus Robinson, has The Brave Little Toaster. Um, Jose, Fred Cordova, friend of the show, has Oliver and Company. Joe has Wizards by Ralph Vashke. George has Summer Wars. Jason has Wreck It Ralph because it was upstaged by Brave at the Oscars and uh, Megamind. Uh, Danny has Clyde of a Chance of Meatballs. Y- yes. Um, <laughs> And Tyler has The Black Cauldron. I consider it Disney's forgotten gem. The story is incredibly well done, even if it's a bit too scary for tar- target audiences.
2: And then we asked, uh, what's the best sequel that does not feature the original lead character? Maxwell writes, I'm not sure if one exists. Maybe the next Karate Kid. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason writes, Darkman 2, because I didn't see Liam Meeson's face anymore. That's a weird answer. Philip writes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes? Tough question. Uh... Joshua writes Halloween three, which is a very good answer. Uh, and Brandon writes Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which is an even better answer.
0: That's a great answer. Um, a key one that I thought of was uh, Silence of the Lambs. Um, no, uh, no William Peterson, but Jodie Foster taking place of the lead character. That's a. I, I feel like people like Silence of the Lambs a little bit. I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good sequel there. For, well, uh, the well, well, about, <laughs> Why you go well, with well, the well, high pitch well, voice?
4: Well, it was confusing well, about,
0: me that that didn't come up.
4: <laughs> what well, about Friday the Thirteenth Part Five?
0: I think like horror movies in general are the best. Uh, Predator Two is the other one I thought of. Because there's no Jason. Uh, a, a lot of horror sequels, I guess, would be the, kind of the best answer for this question.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including
0: Predator Two with Daniel Danny Glover. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Who's <laughs> 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 <was> awesome? Yo. <laughs> it, it takes place in the future, 1997, where LA has run rampant of crime. <laughs> They saw it. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Paxton's there with a ping-pong it's ball. It's like Gary Busey's best amazing. movie ever, man. It, Gary hey, Busey yeah. amazing, that Dude, movie. Dude,
1: come on. Any movie, any movie with Mary, Mary, Maria Cachita Alonso, man. That's why I'm there, man. <laughs> come on.
0: <laughs> and If James Cameron did Predator 3, I'd be in heaven. <laughs> with Maria Cachito Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> and like the return of Ruben Blades. Like, oh, I oh, like, just oh one.
1: yeah. Isn't it Ruben Blades?
0: Nice. No, I like on, It's way cooler calling it blades. <laughs>
1: blades? Okay, cool. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> El Presidente and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Nice. Um, okay. Moving on. Favorite film featuring naval combat or fighting at sea? Uh, Tyler has Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Come on, the naval whirlpool battle at the end. Runner up, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was a good one. Are you kidding? It's it's the tops. It's five yeah. stars. <laughs> That's a good movie. Yeah. Well, man, you know the the one that I, I love it's uh it's a popular one uh, uh we always always just talk about on the Joe Blow podcast. Mm-hmm. Tentacles. It's just called tentacles. Yeah, they fight an octopus.
1: Tentacles. Huh? <laughs> no, <thanks. laughs>
4: nice.
1: I don't know about okay. ba- I don't know about battles. But just for sheer murky mood, you have to go with Wolfgang Peterson's Das Boot, man.
0: Das Boot is a great. No, oh, it's a good movie, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not as
1: good.
4: Not as good as tentacles, but you know I... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a giant he- octopus, man, it grabs a baby. Oh my god! Um, and it has Shelley Winters and John Huston.
0: Was Shelly Winters just living in the water back then? Like, is this <laughs> Poseidon <just laughs> Adventure? This movie, like, what's... <laughs> she she liked the ocean. She liked the view. Um, Hezron has U five seven one and Master and Commander.
4: Mm, Philip 571s a great one, yeah.
0: Philip has Master and Commander. Danny has Under Siege. And Jason has Batman 1966. I mean, who wouldn't love Batman fighting the Penguins and his pirates? Also, that shark was pulling his leg. Anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then we had some questions that people asked us. Jason asked us, "Do you guys think that a third film will be made for the Clash of the Titans
0: reboot series? I like, I do. God. It it, it, would, it would have. It would have Jason in uh, the Argonauts. It would have. Right. No. It would have to be called right. Bash of the Titans, where they all go to a dance together and just like. You know, it'd be great. They and it burns down it becomes a disco inferno. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, was, I, was I the only person who was surprised there was a sequel to that movie? I was like, wow. No,
0: know. most of us were surprised. Uh, <laughs> and then they were.
1: Ready to rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at the time they were like, no, 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 we knew that the first movie was flawed. So we,
4: we did the second one to kind of make up for it. And I just thought, wow. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they knew, Isn't that what they said? Knew they, they knew that the first film was flawed. That's what said. That, that I was re- flawed a little bit. And,
0: and, <laughs> and, and by flawed, they mean we knew that we, you know, shit-canned our director awful. and edited everything. <laughs> so we made this movie. That was amazing, right? 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 Oh, right. Abe, yeah. right. uh, hey, don't you remember? I, I don't, it's, I don't
2: it's about know. That movie Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes.
0: That was the best part, where they're, like, badass to get yeah, across. where they're just, the like, like, killing road, everything. People. Like,
2: Let's work together again, brother. Okay.
0: Pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> exactly. That's he. He was doing finger guns the whole time with lightning. <laughs> okay. Here's a better question. Um, Philip asks, "What's your favorite Miyazaki film and why?" Abe, have you seen Wind Rises yet?
2: I haven't seen that yet. But to answer his question, it'd be uh, My Neighbor Totoro because that's the first one that I ever saw when I was like, I don't know, nine. Um, so I still have
0: much love for that film and.
2: I love everything else that comes out of Studio Ghibli and, and is made from Hayao Miyazaki and his crew.
0: Yeah, we've we talked about Ghibli quite a bit in recent weeks on this podcast, um, which is cool because, you know, it's nice to recognize ones like that that aren't as like, popular in America as something like Pixar films, obviously. Um, I've said previously, previously as well, uh, Spirited Away is my favorite yeah. Miyazaki film. I uh, mine, mine too. Yeah, yeah it, something about the imagination in, in, on display in that film, which is you know comes with every Miyazaki film, but the, that one in particular really stands out to me. I really love the story. I love how it kind of. I I love the story overall in that film the most. Uh, that said, I have not seen every Miyazaki film, so I am you know I still want to be able to do so at one point. Especially this movie called Porco Rosso that I haven't seen that sounds really intriguing to me. So.
2: Rosso, yeah yeah yeah, that's uh, the one where the guy turns into a giant pig or something like that. Right?
0: Yeah yeah, yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> And then Jason asked us again, uh, do you think that we will get an Unbreakable two? And my answer is probably no.
0: Still still breaking. <laughs>
2: Unbreakable. <laughs> We're talking about the, the M. Night Shalama Lama Ding Dong Dang movie? That yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, no, is this in the news? Because I, I read somewhere that it said something like Bruce Willis was working with M. Night again or something. Yes, yeah. So, and okay. next film
0: he's back with uh, Willis again. Which hey, I, you
1: know, it's a good thing, you know, because Bruce looks like he is tired and doesn't want to do this anymore. So hopefully, maybe they'll inspire each other and do good work. So
0: That's what I can hope for. And to be fair, Unbreakable... Originally, it was supposed to be like the start of a franchise, or at least three films. That was the original intent of Unbreakable back in the day. Obviously, right. that didn't happen, and I don't really see that happening now. But that said, putting Willis and Shyamalan back together, I mean, Shyamalan's two best movies star Bruce Willis. So, right. I mean, is, know. A, is that exactly. <laughs> fire like each been. other, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Willis, as much as I will dog him for days for God, Die Hard, uh, Good Day to Die Hard, I mean, he. It's very obvious at this point, to the point where you can see it on his face in oh, yeah. the film, where he's only. He only wants to work when he's working with a director that challenges him. So, right. putting him back with a person that he's familiar with as a director, I can only hope that inspires him to really put forth the effort, like he did in something like Looper, as opposed to something like Red 2.
1: Yeah, Red Two. See, that's the thing about Red Two. I saw it and I was like, everybody looks like they're having fun in this movie, except for him. Yeah. He looks miserable, and I was like, it's on your face, dude. It's not. It's not cool. So yeah, hopefully they'll inspire each other. It would be nice.
0: Yeah. So next up, and I have an answer for this already. George asks, what '80s slash '90s cartoon would you like to see make the jump to live action movie? It's Abe, already
2: been done.
0: Abe, I'm. I'm pretty sure we can both say Tailspin. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love to see Baloo the Bear flying a, an airplane around. I had those McDonald's toys from Tailspin back then. Oh, we oh. But mine's already been done. It's already Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, done in
0: 1990. So, I mean, technically, it was a comic book before it was a
2: movie oh. or a Before cartoon. it was a cartoon?
0: Yeah. yeah. But... So shut up, eh? Abe. <laughs> <laughs> What about you or Jason? You guys have an answer?
1: What That's have, a tough. You know, my stuff's already been done because I I watched Spider-Man and his, uh, Stan Lee Spider-Man and his amazing friends. You know, I I grew up with that <laughs> stuff, so I, the, all these superhero movies are like are are like my mecca. So it's all good.
2: Good for my Aquaman movie. And lastly, Jason asked Aquaman? us, what do you think of the Nut Job 2 coming oh, out in Aquaman. 2016?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a question for Jimmy. What do you think about the Nut Job 2 coming out in 2016?
4: <laughs> As long as Catherine Heigl comes back, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. He's, Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you that he, he is a huge fan of hers. So.
0: She, she really, yeah, she, she really she, held those she, nuts together, you're saying.
4: she <laughs> ma- The nut job, too, was so bad. It was so, or the nut job one was so job, bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, you guys are talking about nut job, Clash of Titans, Battleship. You're killing me here. <laughs> your classics time will, time, time yeah. will tell, time will See, tell. He, all those people that say I love everything not even close that not so even funny. close we, we, we've switched roles here literally the movies this week he's hated and I'm giving all these five stars
1: so we've, <laughs> we've switched roles Jimmy O oh
4: yep. hey I like but I like Sin City and I, I like 300 but nut right. job no I don't think so uh, um, yeah no 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 no, what about Jim and the Holograms let's do that one okay all right. Come, come on, on, Jem. Jem is excitement. Ooh, Jem. Yeah, you don't know that's, it? That's, come that's, on, that's, sing that's, along.
1: G- it is. That's G E M.
4: I, I know G-E-M. G-E-M. Yes. Jem. Where? It's J E M. Isn't it G E M? I thought it was Jem. J-E-M. No, it's J. Wasn't it? It's Jem. No, it's J E M. All right. I'm going to look it up because that's going to bother me. No, it's J E M. It is J E M. All right. Fine.
0: Yeah. Fine. Jem,
4: <laughs> J-E-M <laughs> is me. Abe told me it was a she. I don't
2: know. Just right. keep whispering, whispering the wrong answers yeah. in your ear.
0: <laughs> all right. That was, out, that, that was out enough feedback. Feedback,
2: feedback, feedback. Thank, thank you, everyone, feedback. for
0: writing in your questions and answers for us. And we have plenty of questions as well. We, of course, can't get to all of them every week because we have, you know, we have to carry things on. But they'll be answered in due time. Let's do a little box office talk right now. Each week we go over the box office totals, find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close to what actually happened. Abe, do you remember what you predicted for 300 Rise of an Empire last week?
2: I want to say second place, and I said something like, Twenty-five or twenty-eight? You said thirty-eight. Seconds. Oh
0: yeah, there you go. Uh, Jordan said second place of twenty-one. I said first place with thirty-four. Phil said second place of thirty-five. I was correct in thinking Whee! that it hit first place, which it did, mm-hmm. but I was still off by about ten million because three hundred Rise of an Empire hit forty-five million with this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, good strong, for that. Pretty strong for good. a sequel to a movie that's you know way overdue at this point. Like it, it did a good good chunk of money there. Yeah, sure the, the,
2: the fall off won't be so harsh next week because word of mouth we got that Eva Green has boobs on the screen and people will go and rush to the screens to see it again.
0: I mean, it's a unique yep. thing in terms of being an R-rated action movie in theaters right now that has decent sure. word of mouth going into it. But uh, it's, yeah. also
1: a good, it's also a good time spot, you know, because there's not a ton of stuff out right now
4: and it yeah. looks really good. And yeah, it's it's really good.
0: It's, it's good got time, although, time, although, it's, it's time for the film geeks rush to raid too at the end of the month. There you go.
4: definitely more audience-friendly. I mean, critically, it's like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like at a 43% or something like that. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, no, it's not. It, it I was like, everybody well here critically. liked that movie.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. In the first 300, is like a 55 or something like that. Like they're Yeah, they're yeah, not, exactly. They're not beloved, but I mean.
2: Wow, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mr. Peabody. Like Winfrey's beloved? Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> With uh, Predator 2's Danny Glover. Blo-
4: Danny, uh, and, and Ruben Blades. And, and
0: that <laughs> Jobs, Katherine Heigl. Yeah. Remember when she was in Beloved? Um, yes. anyway, second place went to Mr. Peabody and Sherman with thirty two point five million. Mm. Uh nonstop, not a huge drop off, uh fifty fifteen million in third place. Lego movie, also still not a still in the top top five, fourth place of eleven. Um, what else happened? Grand Budapest Hotel was on four theaters this weekend, but still made $800,000, which is, I think, Woo! some kind of a record for, uh, it is, for uh, theater yeah, average. They,
1: they say it kicked ass.
0: Yeah. I can't wait
1: to see it, especially after your review, it, too.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Um, Robocop is still too high at 11th place, so we <laughs> drop out. Um, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for I, the buck. Yeah,
4: talk about uh, a movie still in the top ten. Frozen still number eight. For, yeah. Still <laughs> yeah. in the top ten. It came out on Thanksgiving, people.
0: And that's I've
4: amazing. Got a, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, I've, time got, time and time. I've got the Blu-ray DVD right here still, too. Oh, so, uh, 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 I'm so
1: – And you know what's funny? I, 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 I never got a chance to watch it, so I'm, I'm super excited to watch it. So It's great. It's Jimmy great. was touting the crap out
0: of it. So Speaking of which, uh, 12 <laughs> yep. Years a Slave and Gravity got a bit of an uptick from the Oscars, as well as Z- Dallas Buyers Club as well. Um, Oscars tend to do that for films. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Uh, an 11-time Academy Award or 10-time Academy Award Loser American Hustle still dropping out of the box office. So. Uh, <laughs> no reason wow. to kick that movie, but I did. So there uh, you go. <laughs> Spanking the Monkey. What? It's, it's fine.
1: Thank you. Why does everybody keep, keep, keep crapping
0: on that movie? I'm like, stop, stop putting that movie down.
1: Especially Thank David you. O. Russell. He's saying, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, well, it's a good movie, man. It's What's really? your problem?
0: <laughs> I like uh, Florting with Disaster more than Spanking the Monkey in terms of early David O. Russell. but yeah. Right. Three kings rules all. Um. All right. Let's move on now. Let's get to.
2: Uh, oh, what time is it? Oh, Aaron, I think that it's time for our spectacular segment of games. Rise that... of a xylophone empire.
1: Exactly. I was. I was going to say, was that Abe's magical fingers doing that? That's awesome.
0: Oh no, I. I. I, t- <laughs> I, t- I tittle the. I. 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 Um. I hit. I hit the old ivories for that one. <laughs>
2: All right, so I've got a game here for you guys this week. It's it's our uh, it's our regular game of uh, alternative movie titles. Okay. All right. So, so I've got
0: you got ten expect, questions. You have to explain this game to us.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I've got ten questions, and they are movie titles that I've used at the uh, that I've used at thesaurus for to get different wording. So, for instance, if it was like arachnid boy, it'd be like Spider Man.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Okay, and Great. so and we should call out our names first before yes. answering.
2: In order
0: right. To buzz in. So yell out your own name first and then answer the question. That's okay. to, to buzz in. All right.
2: Here we go. 10 questions. 12.8 kilometers. Um, 12.8 kilometers. I'm going
0: to use conversions real quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason?
2: Jason. It, now, it could be
0: anybody. Gone in 60 seconds? I don't know.
2: Not got it in sixty seconds. What was
0: the distance again? <laughs>
2: Twelve point eight kilometers.
0: Oh, you told uh, me, Aaron. Aaron, I uh, don't sixteen blocks.
1: No. <laughs> oh wow, that you pulled that one. Out. I pulled that's that one stir. out. Sure, that's awesome.
4: <laughs> nice going,
0: yeah, Jimmy. Die Hard Five. Steal? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Oh, wow.
4: Um, you know what? I, I was thinking that, and I'm like, no, Jimmy! that's not it. I was trying that's to think of distance it.
0: movies. I couldn't think of any. <laughs> yeah. But thanks. Never for, mind. I didn't know we were playing a math game, Abe. <laughs> 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 that goes, I guess.
2: Next one. The quietness of the kid. The quietness of the kid. And think of the kid as <laughs> an it?
4: The Silence of the Lambs,
2: Jimmy. With well, Jimmy, yes, yeah, thats the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, That's, that's it. it. The kid is a lamb now. All right. Yeah. Okay, sure. sure. Got it. All right. uh,
2: rodent guy coming back.
4: <laughs> Rat boy, the the return of Rat boy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No. What was it? Rat? Was
0: it?
2: Rodent guy coming back.
0: Coming back. He's actually,
2: actually more of a, a rodent. He's actually more of a mammal guy. But... What? <laughs> oh, yeah. You mean now you're going into the mammal
1: territory? What are you talking Yeah.
2: About? <laughs> uh, think of, uh, think of uh, Tim Burton.
0: Uh, Aaron. Batman Returns.
2: Sure, yeah, that, that's it. It's not a rodent at all.
0: No, it's not. No, no that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, one on. thing it's not, it's a rodent. <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought of that one to my sleep. Alright, next one. Jogger Jogger
0: runner, no, runner, Jimmy. look
1: right. yeah. oh, at you jumping in with an answer, you basically.
4: I said it
0: first. <laughs> I said my name.
1: Said hey, yeah, you gotta you say your name. That's Jimmy.
4: That's that's a stupid rule. We all know <laughs> that's, that's how you get organized, Jimmy. That's, why, that's how you
2: prevent yes. these kind of things from happening.
4: Screw organization. I got that one. <laughs> next,
2: uh, next question: The solo cavalry. Oh, the, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, the lone lone ranger. That is correct. There you Last up. stand. Right. <laughs> A decent amount of nice guys. Aaron. Aaron. A few good men? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next one. Highest pistol. Highest pistol. Aaron. Aaron.
0: Top gun. That is correct. Oh it's very
2: nice.
0: It's good. Alright. Alright, next one
2: steep devotion
4: steep devotion oh jimmy
2: jimmy higher love i, I don't know Ooh, almost but no I, oh okay never mind aaron aaron vertical limit not vertical limit right. steep devotion with the steel there jason yes
1: thinking immortal beloved but that has nothing to do
2: with not her. immortal beloved it was high fidelity high fidelity oh, oh okay uh. all right Great. next one shattered spine peak oh i
4: jimmy jimmy broke back mountain that is correct
2: <laughs> <laughs> it that
0: that seemed like it could have been vertical <laughs> limit also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could have been and the last one. Chris O'Donnell classic, Vertical Limit.
2: <laughs> Good old Crystal O'Donnell.
0: Who directed uh, that? Is that, um... That's... Who's that? Who directed Vertical, Vertical Limit? Limit? Come on, guys. Oh, that's gonna bug me. It's not Verhoeven. It's not like McTiernan. It's like someone else in between there.
4: Was it Rennie Harlan? Or what? Is it? It's Wait, uh,
0: no. Martin. No, because no, he did Cliffhanger. So. Yeah, he did cliffhanger. that
2: did Vertical Limit.
0: Vertical Limit. Martin oh, Campbell. Man. There we go. Yeah, GoldenEye. And, yeah, Martin. I knew it was like one of those kind of 90s action guys. Okay. Martin Campbell. Okay. Yeah.
2: Last one here. An extended smooch goodbye in the evening.
4: Jimmy. I heard Jason. I heard
2: Jason first. first. Yes. The
1: long, Shane Black written, Reddy Harlan directed, the long kiss goodnight.
2: That is correct. What if that
0: wasn't the right answer?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would look really stupid. (laughs) Then a winner with four is Aaron. Next is Jimmy. And last is Jason. There you go. Yeah. Always in the (laughs) bag.
0: Is that it? Is that all the games? That is the game. Good. Okay. It's been a long show. So, <laughs> good. We don't <laughs> have time. We don't have time for more games, Abe. What's Get off all... my plane! <laughs> oh, my God. My favorite, my favorite Harrison Ford at this point now is him presenting the three best pictures at the Oscars. <laughs> Every year, we have lots of best pictures. But <laughs> this year, we have three that I'm going to announce right now, full of action, excitement, and a lot of blood. The Wolf of Wall Street was Martin Scorsese's, like, it's just, like, in the way, like he said, exhilarating, in, like, the least exhilarating way you could ever say the word exhilarating. <laughs> anyway, the nominees. Um, Okay. Uh, let's do a little Out Now presents what's out now. These are new movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week, and we've got quite an assortment of movies here um, that I, mostly, I all liked, actually. First up is Hunger Games Catching Fire, which is actually out now um actually by the time yep. the podcast comes out all these movies will be out but yeah Hunger Games Catching Fire uh The Book Thief um which is fine I thought it was a fine movie um it didn't need like I don't know if John Williams score needed to be nominated for an Oscar but it's a good movie um Homefront which I really enjoyed I thought Homefront was awesome I did too I will give you that one I liked it Homefront was that was a solid James Jason Statham fun.
4: action it
1: was, it was yep. a safe flick yeah It's
0: a safe yeah. like 80s old school kind of action movie yeah, yeah. Yep um out of it the was fun. Uh, Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale and um, Casey Affleck. Um, good performances in that movie. Not a great movie. Yeah. Good performances.
4: I liked it. It was a good movie. It was decent. It was decent.
0: And, of course, Inside Lewin Davis, which I believe at least three uh, four of us have on our top ten list from last year.
4: That was number two on my list. Fantastic. Love it.
0: Jason, did you see uh, Inside Llewyn Davis? I did, yeah. It's yeah. Not,
4: It was not on my top ten list. Did you like it? Uh,
1: it's not my my favorite. Let me put it this way: my favorite Coen Brothers movie is Barton Fink,
0: so I like the obscure. So. I, I think thinking Lou and David will get much more obscure than that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about what we're going to do next week. Next week's show, we're going to talk about Need for Speed. We'll finally found out how much need one has for said speed. Um, this, is of course, based <laughs> off the popular video game franchise. So, of course, that leads to great movies as always. Um, <laughs> let me. Um, let me uh, pull up some other previous um, video game openers, and we can try to predict some box office for next week's uh, new release video game adaptations. Here we go: Lara Croft opened to forty-seven million. Prince of Persia opened to thirty million. Uh, Mortal Kombat opened to twenty-three mil. Mortal Kombat! All the rest, <laughs> all the every almost all the Resident Evils opened to basically somewhere between twenty and twenty-five million. Um what about what about Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> featuring Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, opened with $8 million back in the day. I'm sure if inflation, it's like a billion dollars. And uh, Doom and Hitman and double Max dragon. Payne. Double were... Dragon.
1: D- double Dragon. Sorry.
0: Double Dragon. <laughs> double Dragon is pretty low on this list. It opened with $1 million. Uh, made $2 million. Uh, Wow. But uh, uh, a lot of the... Yeah, so it's generally a range between like 15 and 30 Seems to be like the... The opening range for a lot of the bigger ones here. Yeah. So if that's it, you guys what do you think need for speed, which has been marketed quite a bit, I would say. Uh, yeah. what do you think that's gonna open with? Jimmy?
4: I'm gonna go with uh well let's say twenty-five.
0: You think that's a first place opener or yeah,
4: I think it might be. I think it might be. All
0: right. Jason yeah.
4: thoughts? Mm, I, I
1: had you know, I, I didn't even know it was based on a video game, so I would say like <laughs> fi- I would say like fifteen. And right. I don't think
2: it, and I certainly don't think it's gonna be first.
0: Oh, that like a third or a second, maybe? Or? Yeah, maybe a third. Okay. Abe?
2: Uh, I'm going to go second place, and what was Jimmy's? Uh,
0: 25. Mm.
2: Second with uh, 22.
0: That's a good... That's actually a good guess. Um, oh, and mine wasn't, jerk. <laughs> 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 that, no, it was, just, it was on par with what I was kind of... Thinking. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna, jeez, I don't even. I'm gonna say a solid 18,
4: Ooh.
0: um, in second place.
4: Cool, we're it's, all,
1: we're on all at all sides of the map here.
0: So. Yeah, it's hard Ooh. to tell too, because I mean, I don't know what the legs are going to be on either pre body or 300 at this point. Like, it could just fall out from under both of them. Probably not. Well, because Lego Movie's still doing strong and Frozen still up there, so it's like there's so many yeah. there's so many options for kids right now, so that's not too much of a thing. And yeah. this is like cars and stuff, and people like cars. <laughs> <laughs> As we know by um, future classic Getaway with Ethan Hawke last year. Uh, <laughs> I know Jimmy, oh. Lo- Jimmy loved Getaway. Jimmy oh, Lo- was he was,
3: he's, a, he's, a, he's a
0: huge fan. Oh, Biggest boy. Getaway fan. I think his, his quote's on the poster. Best movie wow. this year. Selena Gomez's best work. Selena Gomez's best movie since Spring Breakers. <laughs> since Spring Breakers, right. Yeah. You
4: guys are really killing me with these bad freaking movies. I had nightmares about how bad that was. Well, That would have been on my top top three worst films of last
0: year. Easy. Well, let's hope Easy. you, let's hope you go to sleep in a few minutes because that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now Aaron and Abe. Blog uh, show, but I enjoyed it. Uh, you can find more of my work on my personal blog, where You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at ysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews and at twitter.com slash ps 4 Abe?
2: You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose hashtag. I, I don't know what to hashtag
0: this week. That's a long hashtag. <laughs>
2: Uh, Jimmy O,
4: where can people find more of your work? Well, you can find me on joblow.com and, of course, ArrowInTheHead.com. And you can find me on Twitter, JimmyToTheO, and, of course, Facebook under my name, James Oster, with no. There you go. Jason
0: Coleman.
1: Yes, okay, so you you can find any reviews, any interviews I do. I actually have one coming up uh, this week with Clancy Brown from Homeland. So we talk a little bit about the Kurgan and about working with Catherine Bigelow on Blue Steel, so you can check that out at StarPulse.com. And, of course, the uh, festival events and stuff that Jimmy and I do, I already set up the Facebook page, so it's Facebook.com flicks for fans it's f-o-r fans flicks for fans and you can check out all the events we're doing there and of course if you want lethal lady tickets for saturday march the 29th want to join me and jimmy and aaron we're all going to be there um just go to crestwestwood.com and you can get your ticket
0: awesome um really forward yep. to that yeah um and yeah you can find of course all the other episodes about now Theron aaron and abe on itunes and at stitcher as well as at dot com. that is the podcast network that hosts our site along with the our show, along with the other fine shows there about comics and games and fun stuff like that.
2: You can also find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com as well as youtube.com slash outnowpodcast.
0: And feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on 300 Rise of an Empire or anything else that's recently come up on the show.
2: Also, find us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast.
0: And of course, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. You can follow us there. And, of course, you can feel free to leave us a voicemail at nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. send us your thoughts on uh whatever you want in voice form, and we'll listen to it, and maybe we'll get it on the show, maybe we'll answer a question or two or whatever. We would love for you guys to to do a whole entire welcome to movie phone thing now that
2: that's being phased out
0: <laughs> indeed so cool. Jimmy Jason, thank you both for coming on this week.
2: thank you, and I wont oh, to... thank I, you. I... Yeah, and I really want to
1: say, you know, a real shout out to uh, to Aaron and the, everybody at Wiseo Blue because when when Lethal Ladies first hit, they uh, they they supported it and promoted it, and here we are doing it again, and you guys are doing it again. So I just want to say a big shout out to you, Aaron, and to everybody at Wiseo Blue for
0: uh, continued support. Thank you, I appreciate that. And yeah, again, we'll we'll be linking this, the Lethal Ladies of Horror, in the show notes, of course, for this episode because I do want a lot of people to join, and choose. I mean, I'm sure they will because the Evil Dead Fest is so much fun, and this just looks like another great fun event. You're so. here. here. Thanks. No, no. Woo. <laughs> yeah, and Jimmy will be there too, I guess. Yeah, he'll yeah. Be. I'll, I'll, I
4: guess I'll see. I'll see what got. I've got. I've got, movie, I've got. I've got a movie opening that weekend too, so it's crazy. I'm actually He's got commitments, guys. Yeah.
0: yeah, Oh, you got yeah. what, what? A plane, plane versus volcano or whatever?
4: Air, airplane versus volcano, baby.
0: Me and Dean Kane on a plane fighting bad guys in a volcano. So it's amazing. I love that. Nice. That's a real thing that happened. Yeah, it and, oh, it
4: actually it's, is. It's Amazing, and it's it was awesome. I, I'll put the trailer for time that time
0: up awesome. too. Is there? There's a trailer out, right?
4: Yeah, there's a trailer out. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll link that. that. I'll link. I'll link Jimmy Jimmy O's feature film, Airplane versus Volcano, in the, in the show notes. Woo! Uh, yeah, uh, anything the Rock has to say before we go?
4: Oh, I think he does. He was he was asking.
3: Hey, Snake Eyes,
4: time to take out the Cobra trash. It
0: I is time you've to I think you said up. that like twice. Yeah, there's a lot so of trash keeps, to take out, though. The yeah, co- yeah, cobras, oh, according,
1: according to Jimmy, you know, the, the bad Yeah.
0: Copras yeah, are the exactly. of snakes. People know that. That's a fact. <laughs> that's but true. anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. And until next time, so long. And goodbye.
2: work together again, brother. Okay. Pew.
3: Pew. Pew, 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 pew. pew.